Hello and welcome to Everyday in Unity, a podcast that, uh, I don't know, I'm running out of witty things to say to introduce this. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Lee, and with me is Pete, Big Dinners. Hello, Pete. I think you mean ran out of witty things to say. Yeah, probably. I've had a big dinner as well. So, so the pubs are reopening two days' time. Listen to that. That's the sound of glass on glass, which is means pubs. <laughs> Actually, when we did this last year when they opened, didn't we have mute backing music or something? Not back, like backing sound of the pub. I don't think we did. You were going to splice it in, but I, I was going to put put a background sound in. But that's a that is a veritable lost episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, this is the almost Lee almost bottled it special. Um, I think the title is self-explanatory. Um, so I'm just I'm literally pouring a fat pint, not a pint. I'm not pouring. I've got like pints out of mid taps. If only pints of wine. Uh, no, Stella Artois. It's a foreign beer that I think is going to be a big thing. <laughs> and the end. I've literally poured it into the fag end of a shandy. Oh, I haven't had a shandy for a while. Quite like a shandy. Yeah, I think all right. Summer's day, 2pm, you don't want to get mashed up, get a shandy up, yeah. I can't remember what a summer's day feels like. It's still about two degrees here. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's summer's day here, it's been shit, but <laughs> I'm just saying the concept, if people can remember such a thing. Um, such a thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but... Um, Pubs open on Monday, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> it's all going to be sunny uplands from now on, here on in. I thought it was going to be like June. No, I'm no, like the, the, the pubs are opening outside. So oh, right. beauty salons, hairdressers open, all non-essential shops open. So people can go back to zombieing around shops for no reason. Um, people just gag it, smashing the doors down to get into next M and S, and like and you do find this where you're going to city centres and people are still milling around the kind of corporate dead zones where they've been, where the shops are all closed. But what else do you do but go and kind of be round the shops even? And that has really freaked me out at times where I've been like on high streets and it's super busy. And you're like, and I'm like, just I'm just passing through. I don't know what these lot are doing, but I, you know, me doing it, it's fine. <laughs> um, and I'm like cutting through the centre or something like that. And you're like, why is this full? This street full, and it's just people like being near shops because like they have to be near it at least. You know, even if they can't go in them, it's really creepy. And so people go back to just you know buying trash and. Uh, Whiling away their lives on pointlessness, which we all do to different extents, but that's a very bad ex- version of doing that. I would suggest, uh, but you know, but maybe I'm just a. See you next Tuesday. But for for sort of offices and things like that, are they still going to get people working from home? Do you know? Do you know uh, anyone think, who works in an office? Um, almost everyone I know working office site works from home. But the yep. like at the moment, but like I think Boris a couple of weeks ago said, Oh, you know, get, get back to the office. And every like scientist in the land came out and said, What the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> it's pointless, you know, people are at home probably being more productive, but you know, then you have like they're having to basically subsidize all public transport, 
and uh, some coffee shops near the offices are going to go under. And I say, if 73% of the coffee shops go under in Britain, thank fuck, because <laughs> we survived, what, I don't know, what, you know, 1,999 years without coffee shops, like every third shop. <laughs> we can probably we can probably manage it again. And, you know, the, about two-thirds of the coffee places in Britain need to go under. Um, and that, I do that, find that, it interesting that they, they keep talking about, like, coffee shops as being, like, an important institution for sort of yeah, yeah. the British life. But they've been quite happy to see pubs go under for years. Um, which I would argue are much yeah. more important institutions in British life. But even that though, people just like you talk to people. It's like, oh, I can't wait for the pub to open, and it's just like, what is wrong? Are you an alcoholic, or do you not know that you can buy beer for like you know sixty percent cheaper from a shop already for the last year? I just don't understand. It's like, I've got to sit next to a sweaty bloke, stranger. <laughs> guffawing about gobshite stuff coming out of his mouth. I'm a bit drunk, so I might, you know, talk bollocks uh, more than usual. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't want to be around obnoxious, sweaty um, strangers. Yeah, but I would, I would still argue that that's pandemic. more important than coffee shops, whereas because, you know, at least coffee shops are sort of, they're very, you know, they're not really sort of late night institutions the sort of things that people do in the daytime whereas in the evening going out to the pub it's sort of like you don't have to think about work it's not about like well, not you obviously um it's like it's <laughs> what does that mean um, well, you know i'm a captain of industry <laughs> no but i mean it's a sort of like you know like whereas coffee shops are very like plugged into sort of the artificial need to you know schlep on a train into an office of you know middling impulse what in the in the daytime what at 3 p.m it's full of workers i think it's full of like yeah people just got a gap it has maybe parents who would be at home otherwise students um probably sex offenders weirdos <laughs> oddballs uh mentalists you know uh the sort of like underhoused, if that's a word i don't know uh, whatever you know people who just yeah, haven't got a sort of private space to be in. I want to get out of that private space. It's good to have a problem. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like libraries and cafes and two patient going a day if your home life and world is shit. Whereas pubs is like... If it's really like shit. PM. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, when we talk about pubs, we talk, I mean, like, in a way, I'd like pubs to be closer 10 years just so that fucking... Yeah, uh, what's his name? The the Weatherspoon's owner. Yeah, oh, yeah, just uh, fucked. Yeah. Tim Tim Martin. I was gonna say Chris Martin. Is that the Coldplay guy? That is the Coldplay guy. Chris... Yeah, so Chris Martin, the owner of Weatherspoon's. <laughs> uh, I just want to see him like squirming, you know. And he already has been. They've lost like you know millions. And you're like, well, there's an upside to the pandemic, to be frank, because um, Tim Martin's really, really fucked off that he's a bit poorer than he would have been. Yeah. Um, and that's great. Good point. <sighs> but so do you not think that maybe your um, pulling power with the ladies might improve with... Um, <laughs> what, when there's alcohol involved? Well, no, when there's... Uh, you know, because <laughs> like you're, you're always talking about like wandering around. But maybe like sort of being yeah. in a place, sort of, you know, in a so like whereas 
the mild distractions you have in a pub. Uh, you know, maybe <laughs> you know, that's very kind of you to say, Lee. That's very, that's very, you've been very kind, really. I think. That's very kind. That's very kind of you. I mean, um, yeah, I think when, when walking, I think there's there's always a thing where like because my hearing's a bit rubbish in my left ear, so, so I'll always like sort of be like, oh, you know, I'm going to be on the left side. That probably already <laughs> makes them freak out. Uh, but it's a genuine thing. And then like, and, and I think I've got like my profile is worse on the on the on the right on my right hand side. So if they're then walking with me and I'm like, it's been like six Celsius or something. And I'm all like ruddy cheeked. <laughs> it's like blurry and blustery, my stupid long hair at the moment. I probably just look mental. So in a pub, when a, and also this is a good that is a good point. Low lighting. So there used to be a place where I lived about 30 seconds from my place when I lived in Brighton before. And uh, a pub called The Cow. And in the week it'd be really like quiet and empty. So it's good for like dates because you could like hear each other and sat at the back it's quite big but you could like sit at the back and like have no one around you and the lighting was superb <laughs> for people of average attractiveness um it could really like notch up a six to a t- seven <laughs> um so and i i i think that's yeah probably sort of yeah a sort of purple patch of a time then where uh and then it was so close to my place like well you know my place is just around the corner i might as well go back there you know um uh and you know for w- whatever reason people did <laughs> but um so yeah low lighting i hadn't thought about that that's a good a good point although the pubs indoor don't open for indoors until may well you'll just you'll just so have still, to give it another month then. another month <laughs> yeah, another month for something else have you uh um, had any further decision on whether you're going to stay in bristol uh, well, yes, and I've left oh, really? three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the thoughts, and then they happened, and I've gone. And actually, I'm quite. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to be out of there. Uh, what wasn't really good enough for me. Oh, too big a, too big a character for it. Bloody Bristol is a small pond. Um. Yeah, I just felt like a big fish in a small pond. <laughs> I didn't want to be She's back in yeah. Sussex. No, so at the moment I am visiting my mother for the first time in six months, and then I am moving to Brighton next weekend. Mm-hmm. Somewhere quite in the centre, um, with an ex-DJ, so we can only imagine um, some of the, the non-anecdotes that will come from that. Um, I imagine the, the, sort so, of the kind of people that have um, illegal house parties in the current climate. Yeah, probably dozens of people but like in and out every day but the um but yeah so it's uh but yeah it's very central and it's it's uh like my you know sort of brother lives down there my closer and oh yeah big news i'm going to be an oh, uncle congratulations in the autumn uncle Stringfellow <laughs> comes to fruition um it's one so, for, that's a deep cut for the yeah, listeners that's a deep cut kids um and so, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll be the perfect, I'll buy, I'll buy their first booze for their first party. Um, and I'll keep, I'll keep an eagle eye on proceedings to make sure no one needs their stomach <laughs> pumped. Um, and I'll be like, well, you can get a bottle of Bacardi, but it has to be one of the middle size <laughs> ones. <laughs> Not the small ones, because they're shit, or the big ones, but the middle ones. Um and I don't know, just like spoil them and buy crap and sort of turn up every so often. 
on my leather jacket and be like, let's go out on the old hog, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> it's like, oh, Uncle Pete's here. Turn up on the motorbike. You can hear it in the driveway. We're like, let's get out of here. Here's a cigarette, kid. <laughs> and speed off. And uh, yeah, you know, just the sort of cool uncle. Actually, so my uncle bought me and my brother our very first uh, con- computer con- gaming console. The first Nintendo wasn't the Super Nintendo, it was the Nintendo. They didn't even pretend to call it Super because they knew it was shit. They're just like, look, it's a Nintendo. It's a box. It's a grey box and it's got Nintendo written on it. It's not Super, it's fine. So um, so I don't know if that means I will have to do that if you're meant to do that as an uncle. I don't know if that's just an uncle thing because these days, are like, you know, upwards of many pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to be buying a bloody... What is it, PS7 or whatever, um, in a couple of years? Well, I can imagine that being, um, no, it'll probably be just sort of like, you know, buy them the chip that they implant into their brains, them, you know, for all the yeah. latest games that they can uh, enjoy. I mean, yeah, they're not, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not, it's not going to be like 30 years' time, you know, so in like, what, five years' time? I'm not sure we have like brainstem Tetris. Um, but maybe we will. Uh, or, you know, the Brazilian variant of COVID would have killed us all, so it will all be moot. <laughs> well, then. And actually, my my brother's wife, who is pregnant, uh, you're not, you're, you're advised not to have the COVID vaccine because it's that safe. <laughs> it The vaccines are so safe, pregnant women shouldn't have them, but um, because there's no risk, they're that yeah, safe. Is, Don't have well, it if you're pregnant. I mean... Though. The, but like you can say that about lots of things like don't smoke don't drink yeah yeah Paris like you know ibuprofen probably all these kinds of things that people neck away and get you know stomach bleeding yeah. and stuff you know it's like yeah it's not good um and uh I don't know people are sort of uh, there's a weird thing I've noticed online where in the last few days you might have seen my tweet blathering about it where um all the all the sort of like rebellious left wing people are coming out going, Oh, you know, if you're offered the AstraZeneca vaccine, you should take it and everyone take it, take what you're offered, take it what you're given. I'm English, so I got I if people tell me to do something, I do it. And if they tell me to take it's good enough for me, take it, what's it, then I shouldn't demand something better. So there is a vaccine that's better. There's the Pfizer one, there's the Moderna one, there are better, but I'm just gonna take what I'm fucking told to take and I'll have the AstraZeneca one because it's the cheapest one the government has been fucked to get or whatever but you know there are better ones out there but I'm English so I'm, and I'm left wing and I'm a, a revolutionary but you know what if the government tell me it's the one I should fucking have I'll have it and it's I'll, I'll take what I'm given and it's like fuck me you know at least go no 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 I demand the, the, the Moderna one because it's better or I demand the Pfizer one because it's better it's like, no, 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 just take, yeah, yeah, I'll take it, whatever, whatever I'm told to take. It's like, fucking hell. Like, oh, anyway, I just... Well, I mean, I think that, like, with the whole fact, I mean, let's be a bit careful with it, but still. Um, I think with the whole... <laughs> yeah, this is your, it's your ACDC. Um, I think with the alarmism about the vaccines, I find it quite interesting because a lot of, like, like when only in, in terms of sort of the side effects and it could possibly kill you and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like we take lots of things that have side effects that can affect you at the same 
rate that people yeah. that have had like blood clotting and things like that. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I don't know what that means though. What does that mean? Again, that's like shut up and take it basically, isn't it? Yeah. So for example, people take ibuprofen because they're in really bad pain and there's not a health system that, so if you demanded a proper health system, there'd be proper chronic pain management for people that isn't just a doctor or a pharmacist saying, yeah, here, take 30, here's a pack of 30 ibuprofen. They can cause stomach bleeding and other side effects and we can't you know there's no funding for like because the government can't be fucked to fund like chronic pain management sort of therapy uh, uh what's the word like uh you know different kinds of therapy it could be mental it could be physical whatever they just chuck pills at you but it's like what does that mean what a strange way of looking at it but i mean um, i think like but that's the same with like all vaccines know. though yeah but this is the only one that's been developed in like six months and then been shoved in people's bodies like after like you know a few months or whatever of being invented that is the first time that's ever happened in human history apart from when people were like dabbling with it in like 19 something and shoving smallpox <laughs> things into kids or whatever that they were like experimenting on which did happen um and it's like fine for people so yeah this is I d- i'm sad that there's no like libertarian like bent in the left anymore it's very much like even a tory controlled state just go with it and like the nhs will keep you warm and fuzzy there's not and so i, d- I, d- I have a problem anti-vaxxers who are just outright oh it's a conspiracy it's bullshit but if someone's unsure about yeah, if someone doesn't want a vaccine for something else, um, they shouldn't feel like socially guilt tripped into having it. If uh, they want to risk dying, fine. You know, obviously they get to ride on the coattails of herd immunity for other illnesses or whatever. Maybe this one in mm. the next few months, um, and that's fine. I mean, we're getting to a point where we. Are, I mean, I think a team in UCL said are claiming that Britain is now, uh, or from the twelfth, will be herd immunity the whole of the uk um but that's been sort of questioned by other sort of experts and stuff but you know we'll, we'll be there in the next sort of like once sort of you know so it's like 60 odd percent i think just under 60 percent have been immunized but then if you plus all the people have natural immunity on top of that you know it's kind of like a ballpark figure of sort of some herd immunity and yeah it's like all the anti-vaxxers don't want to have it let's say that's 10% of the population maximum, um, they don't have to, and they will be covered by the rest of the herd immunity. But, um, and, and I think that is fine. And I don't want to guilt trip those people. I don't want the state to enforce what people do with their bodies. Um, and I know there is like a communal, like part of this. And if you don't do something, your body, something, but I'm not going to take like, and I'm not saying I'm not having the vaccine, but like, I'm not, I don't think anyone should take, uh, these kind of like stuff against people who are not sure about the vaccine when you know these people who are really like anti anti vaxxers or like who sort of pro the vaccine have spent their whole lives getting onto buses coughing and sneezing next to pensioners and not even fucking thinking about the fact they may have offed a few of them because you know if you're going to work fine because you haven't got an option but although you know some people don't call in sick because they're fucking bootlickers. But there are people like, oh, you know, I'm still going to go out to the pub because they're not sitting and just cough over a load of people. And they probably, you know, you and I, we might have killed people indirectly by, you know, going out when we felt a bit rough, but thinking, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, I'm 28, so I'll be okay. 
And, and now on this day, it's like, yeah, no, no, I'm a really good citizen and I'm going to do all the right things. I'm going to take the vaccine whenever, whenever Matt Hancock tells me to do something, I'm totally going to just jump. And it's like, it's Matt Hancock. He won't fucking lie to me. Um, and he hasn't, he hasn't lent on the MHRA or whatever to speed through the fucking vaccine. Oh, yeah, there's blood clots. Okay, yeah, well, you know, the pill does it, causes more blood clots. It's like, right, well, that, that well, that's an odd argument in favour of the vaccine, isn't it? It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but you can die of cigarettes. So, you know, you might as well have this if you smoke. It's like, well, what a stupid way of, like, looking at it. Um so yeah, I mean you know, be in the what out in the wash after some of this, people probably go bloody hell, that vaccine one or two or a couple of vaccines, people go like fucking hell, we gave that to everyone, or there'll be some major development off the back of some of those, uh, or nothing. You know, that's another option. There might be nothing problematic comes out of it. Um, I'd rather sort of lean on the cautious side of being like. Yeah, something has knocked together in a few months, like in a really amazing way, and it's great scientific discovery and like brilliant stuff. But I don't know, the yeah, I think the I think the like science rocks people annoy me just as much as the anti vaxxers to be honest. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Anyway, that's I my rant. I think it's interesting. Good night. Um, no, <laughs> I mean I'm very keen to get the vaccine for home probably very low down on the list of people that's, you know, in line to, I mean, like, but also like the rollout here is, yeah. um, so it should remain really, really slow. Um, but I mean, I don't have any, like, I mean, if someone gave me that's the so AstraZeneca one, like I don't, I don't feel the need to demand a better vaccine. For example. I mean, I think like, I, like I'm, I'm not a fan of the pharmaceutical industry for um, many reasons, but I, I'm, and it's not like I'm planning on going on a holiday anytime soon. So, um, you know, and I think, and as I've said before, I've not been sick. Um, <laughs> well, I don't oh, okay. no, but I mean, you know, I've, not been, I've not caught like colds and, you know, sniffles in the same way. I like. There's lots of colds going around now, actually, interestingly. Yeah. So apparently like Public Health England, there's like there's lots of rhinovirus going around. No, there's one lab confirmed flu pandemic flu case in the entire country for like two months it's amazing there's no flu season but colds are now going nuts it's quite interesting but i mean i think that that's quite nice um and i mean i mean i had a flu shot for example um and you know i'd rather just get the vaccine although i mean knowing my fucking luck um i'd probably get the vaccine and then still be one of those people that fucking gets it anyway um so yeah (laughs) no but that's very it is it's very rare and the people who often think they had it twice there's that's does seem fairly Mm. anecdotal i mean i saw a research from a, a proper person not a mentalist um on twitter earlier uh where it's like they followed health care workers 20,000 or something over uh, a seven-month period and um, none of them got who had had a confirmed case. It was like an almost zero amount of people who had a confirmed case got reinfected. Um, and that's with, that's not even, that's not even vaccine. That's just um, natural uh, yeah. immune response to the circulating the ones that are circulating in the UK, which is obviously the B117 or whatever, and then obviously the original wild one. 
And the thing is, what will be interesting is once stuff starts open for next week more so, there are the South African and Brazilian variants around, and it seems that there's always like about like you know fifty or a hundred ish cases mm. like at any one time, like in the entire country. But once that changes, like once things open, will they jump around? But but what but also what is interesting is that when you have this kind of you know uh, like if if the whole planet isn't immunized within a let's say a six month period, are you opening the door for like if this place is well covered and this place isn't like variants that are more able to slip through immunization because they like have to to an extent so you've still got places where they can like broil away and kind of develop even if they can't like they're saying the uk let's say the uk is a hundred ninety percent ninety five percent coverage in like you know a few months well if france doesn't and then you get people going back and forth then you've got variants and strains that will like Put, get a stranglehold here but only by being able to slip mm. the immune system um and and yeah i, I don't know though because i'm not a scientist so i should probably just not talk about it to be honest um but you know we've all read about a million articles uh, and the thing is the epidemiologists epidemiologist and the virologists they all don't agree so there's no such thing as like a singular mm. version of the science on this um that's well, I think really. like the the variants um, I find are quite always... quite interesting. Like it's particularly, good. It's like normal. I was reading of something last week about uh, what's going on in Brazil. Um, the P one, yeah, that's the that, scary um, one. The original, the sort of you know, wild strain, as you called it, was sort of is in uh, Manaus, and uh, the numbers were really high in the summer, and then they started like dramatically falling, um, and they thought it sort of spread through the population so quickly that it sort of burnt itself out and then when the p1 variant started rising the sort of the numbers went straight back up again um and and obviously with the, the vaccine sort of being really sort of slow rolling out and things like that yeah yeah um i mean other than it sounds like a fucking war zone um because bolsonaro <laughs> was just royally rogered that country but um um i do think it's it's quite interesting I mean, in the UK, it's quite interesting because, we, and we've spoken about this before. There's like, there's um, the UK is one of the best countries for wide genome sequencing, which um, yeah, uh, for example, the rest of Europe struggles with. I mean, it's 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 very disparate. Like, so some countries have like quite good. Like Denmark is quite good, for example. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, uh, I don't know the Czech Republic, for example, doesn't have access to the same facilities and things like that. Um, so it's, uh, it is quite hard to say how, like the rate of actual spread of variants, what it actually is, uh, throughout Europe. Um, well, apparently the South African one is like always floating around five, 6% in France. So at the moment in France, obviously it's ripping through the place as in the, the, the UK variant, and uh, I think they're getting 85,000 cases a day, which is topping out like what we even had in January. And that, interestingly, they had a wave in the autumn, I remember, when they were getting about 60-odd thousand a day, which we didn't have. And then we had our sort of point in Jan- December, January, where we were getting about 60,000, 70,000. 
but they're also getting this now. So it's a bit odd because they did have that in the autumn for like about a month. But um, And about 5% of the cases are the South African variant. And it's it's interesting because here, if because the AstraZeneca jab covers the Kent variant um, and the, the original wild variant, but it's not so hot on the South African one and the Brazilian one. So you kind of do wonder if, let's say everyone's jabbed 50, 60% of those via AstraZeneca, that obviously evolutionarily once kills off the, you know, gets rid of the uh, the Kent one. But then the South Africa variant can run real wild. Um, and it is interesting, all the board, like, isn't, like so obviously when we had our whole situation in December, January, Macron closed the borders mm. immediately. Um, and we haven't done that vis-a-vis France. Now you've got this ludicrous situation where tourists are allowed to come here and not really give any reason why they're here, whereas British people coming back here, no, sort of leaving and coming back, have to explain why they're doing that to the government. But a tourist doesn't have to. So 20,000 people are coming to the UK. What, really? Right. I can't... That That's either weekly or daily, I can't remember, but either way, it's fucked up, right? So... Um, and they just walk through and border control apparently of sort of on the edge of like protests on this because they're having to like grill British people like coming into the country and then just let like Japanese people walk through uh, because they're not under the state. Because for a British person, you have to get permission pretty much from the home office to leave the country and come back in. Whereas if you're like a French tourist, you don't, even though they've got 85,000 cases a day. So, but the interesting thing is the French closed the borders to the UK and what's happened, the Kent variant is ripping through the place because it's always like behind, you know, so like once you know that it's there, you're probably like about a month behind the variant being there anyway. And if like, you know, a couple hundred people get it, it's going to be there anyway. So like is closing the borders even that useful because you can completely close the borders to Britain and get and then get totally you know shredded by the uh the one that you know came from here so which is kind mm. of weird to think um and now they're sort of saying the government saying I'll oh, prepare for to be able to have summer holidays <laughs> this summer and 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 you're kind of like and I mean last year I was like when people were going away and you'd have Grant Shap saying oh you have to be back <laughs> by four a.m. tomorrow if you don't want to have to quarantine and you get all these like. Yeah, pearl clutching middle class like people on the radio on Radio Four going, oh, you know, we've only had tonight to get back, and I've paid a two thousand pounds to pay for a ticket to get back on the last fucking flight, and that, and I was just like, good, you fucking selfish prick, mm. traveling on a pandemic. I wish they'd have charged you four grand. And so this year, if you haven't learned from that and you do the same, it's like for I'm like hoping. I've just got to get back to Turkey in three hours or I've got to quite stay at home for two weeks. I've got to stay at home with my fucking husband that I hate <laughs> and my ugly fuck kids and that dog that won't stop barking. It's like, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and so I just remember hearing that and saying, oh, this is amazing. You know, <laughs> I'm loving every minute. And if that happens again this year, it's like you are dipshit thick if you think that you can, like, oh, just going to go to Spain for a couple of weeks. It's like, I hope you know, you end up in, I don't know, some sort of COVID gulag. <laughs> I don't know, Costa del Sol. Anyway, or, or, or what would be better would be like, yeah, middle club ass people going to like Italy or something, you know, because that, that's better, not, you know. 
Anyway. I thought it was quite funny because oh. apparently the uh, state That's of Florida people. is uh, suing the U.S. government and the CDC because uh, their new rules and restrictions on cruises going out of Florida. And it's sort of like, are you are you mad? Like what? Like it just get the yeah. Yeah, well, can you have because when the hell like imagine if someone booked to go on a fucking cruise this year after all that shit? People are still people <laughs> are doing it. Year. I mean, it's Fuck just me. it's madness. I mean, I genuinely don't understand. Jesus like, Christ. I mean, I get okay, like there's a whole industry and everything, but I mean, of all the fucking industries that could go and fucking die, I mean, why not the fucking cruise industry? Like. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, right, so I, I'm totally, like, if someone's going on, like, a gay cruise, <laughs> I, I can, I go, like, get that, because it's, like, if it's, like, a hedonistic, like, fuck fest on the sea, on the high seas, you're like, well, okay, you know, I kind of get it after this last year, where if it's, like, me and my wife, Debbie, we've been saving up the last two years, we're going to go on a gay, gay no, not on a gay cruise, we're going to go on a cruise, on the Queen Elizabeth the 16th of the... Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to go around the Mediterranean. I can't see any problems. Last year, there's all that nonsense, but I reckon it's going to be fine this year. It's just like you've... And then, you know, I was going to say something that I would say to you, but I wouldn't. I can't say I'm here. <laughs> so, something about some people dropping out of the gene pool. But we got the vaccine, so that won't happen. Good. Um, no, I mean, I, I can't... Yeah. I genuinely cannot understand... Anyone. I mean, I, I just... Having said no. that, though, that I, you know, I'm going on a ferry to to Bruges. No, I'm joking. No, I, I, can't, I can't imagine going anywhere. Um, yeah, so weird, man. I mean, like, I can't totally understand. If someone's got, like, family or, like... So I know someone from Portugal and they've gone back to Portugal for a month partly because they need to do some stuff there that's quite important and they are they are from Portugal and haven't seen their family for like over a year and you're like well you know I get it it's when it's just purely like tourist holiday and they got a child that hasn't seen their grandparents for a year and all this but it's just like when it's like a one week two week jolly it's so selfish and strange I just don't understand and, um, I mean, by the time like Hazel sees like my dad and my brother and my mum, it have been, it it will easily be about two years by the time I go around to like seeing them because I saw them at Christmas. We saw them at Christmas, two thousand nineteen. Okay. All yeah. right, nineteen. Okay. And so, I can't see seeing them again before Christmas this year, which would be a bit strange. Um. Yeah, I think it depends on because I, I mean, you know, there's always that thing in was it that running gag in Seinfeld where George Costanza like what he's constantly trying to talk his parents into like moving to Florida <laughs> from New York where they're based or whatever, where he's based as well, so that he can like see them now like like once or twice a year and then get the hell out of Florida <laughs> and never have to see them in the in between time. Um, and there is that aspect, I guess, for some people where you just like. You know, in normal times, you know, you can see your family and like fly over when you want or whatever, but but you don't really have to see them on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, but now that's even taken to a bit of an extreme. So, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's just it's weird to think about, but. <sighs> uh, but anyway, uh, what um. 
Yeah. So, any anecdotes that you've got for the listenership? No. <laughs> That's a long thought on that. No, it's still cold. It's I still. I actually, because I think I could hear like tundra-like winds behind you. No, it's just I'm sitting and I'm leaning against the <laughs> yeah. pillow. Maybe you just blow um, off. No, I think uh, I thought I could hear like the outside. This like. I know that's that's just me sighing. Sort of sound. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just like this, your soul leaving your body. The sound of your soul. No, I mean, but it is um, like, but I mean, it's funny because there are like tundra-like winds outside. Um, it is like yeah, freezing. so I can hear it with my super hearing. Um, no, nothing. So, uh, I've started going back to the office. Um, okay, see okay, I all of, already... Oh yeah. No, I was working from home for for two months. Basically, and I was like, I had to pack it in. I was like, "Fuck this!" I had to like ask my boss, "I need to go back into the office." Uh, okay. And she was like, "Yeah, right. Um, that's you fine." When your is your boss the director of the ACDC? No, uh, my no, boss okay. is the is. No, I work in the director's office, or the directorate oh. as. Um, yeah, well, the director is not quite the same. But um, when you said you've got a blue tick on Twitter, because I was thinking about this recently, <laughs> sat up at night going, what the fuck's going on? No, I, I um, said, I, I didn't say I had one. I said, I can access get one. To one. Well, but it would it be under your name or would it be under like ACDC public, pub, public relations or something? No, it would be under my name. Okay, but you haven't got one. That's no, the key thing. No. You have? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, you don't have a blue tick then, so I don't know what you were fucking chirping on about the other time. No, I was saying I can get it. Yeah, we all can, mate. We're all in the gutter looking up at the blue tick stars. We all think we can get one. It's like we all, all Americans think they might be a millionaire, no matter how poor they are. No, like because um, all my colleagues don't have Twitter accounts that are, like, work but like named accounts, but still connected to work. How many um, followers we, do they have though? Um, well, we have like several different accounts. Um, not the department, like when it's like Jens Schmobar or whatever, <laughs> um, the German yeah, guy. Like, like one or 2,000. Pretty Pretty Yeah, but this is the thing, like we can specially request blue ticks. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't think that's not good enough. That's not the same. So if you, if you get it off your own back, then, you know, if EDNN got our 16 followers, if we manage to turn that into a blue tick one day, that is a hell of a achievement. Um, but just going up to your bottom, oh, can you get off a blue tick? Oh, a blue tick. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't count. But it does, because it's a blue... I that's mean, that's, that's, blue that's, that's, that's verification, <laughs> basically. That's, that's all that matters. It's in cyberspace, yeah, that would just be yeah. the sum total of, mind, like... Not, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, totally. No, no, amongst the clinically thick or whatever on Twitter, you know, that's that and the, the nutters and the trolls or whatever, and the oddballs, yeah, sure, and the malcontents. But, like, in your heart of hearts, you'll know that you're a fraud for the blue tick world. It's it's all smoke and mirrors, Pete. That's, that's yeah. the game of life. <laughs> Well, you know, so hopefully for the health people at AC, 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 ACDC, there's no smoking by mirrors. <laughs> S- smoky, smoky mirrors, that would be, yeah. Uh, 
There are a surprisingly number, large number of staff that are smoking. smoking. Unbelievable. I mean, but it's also yeah, but like around the side of the building as well. Like, you know, around by the bins. It's quite, quite amusing. <laughs> when it's uh, warm, more clement weather, um, which it has generally been, but it's gone shit um, last few days. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to do a Spark Up special. It'll be like a smoker's special. Well, you're going to sit outside. I'll be smoking. Yeah, I'll sit outside. I'll be smoking if... I was going to say if anyone phones in. I don't know why there's a phone in. So, uh, I did have someone who said we're going to text in some abuse live, but they've fucking bottled it. <laughs> um, we can't even get people to abuse us when, when you know, asked. Um, yeah, we'll do a Spark Up special and um, something like that. And we'll just celebrate those who are still sparking up during a pneumonia pandemic. Um You've got a balls of steel for that. I mean, I'm doing it on on the weekends. I'm letting myself smoke the odd fag, uh, and booze. And in the week, I'm off the booze Monday to Friday, Friday daytime. Um, <laughs> and although I, actually I didn't uh, drink yesterday at all, so and then like yeah, a few fags over the weekend. I had a couple of cigarettes. Wee. I'm surprised um, I don't drink more than I do. Yeah, being you, I would be on the right on the voddy. Yeah. <laughs> Vodka breakfast, whiskey lunch, brandy dinners. I was think I was considering oh. making a tequila sunrise today. I saw someone on the internet make one, and that I was is, like, "It's like I'm... the laziest fucking cocktail ever well, devised." Nice, I mean, this is the thing. Like, com- yeah, like... no, it's all right. I remember having one at TGI's <laughs> Friday when I was seventeen. It's great. What is it? It's like vodka and orange juice, Teque- isn't it? Tequila. With a bit of red. <laughs> like... Tequila sunrise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was the TGI's version. Oh, yeah, tequila sunrise. Yeah, sorry. Um, but they just put a bit of that red grenadine, yeah. Geraldine. Geraldine goes in there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's just very, very lazy. I think I can't have tequila because it sends me mental. Amongst all the um, other things. And I remember I want. Yeah, like air, like oxygen, oxygen, nitrogen combination in the air. But like, um, um, I I remember once getting mashed up on tequila in London. I think with friends of the show, Aaron, where we skived off school for an afternoon, and he told the relevant school authorities that he was going to a a film festival to show a film of his, a short of his or something. No questions asked. Incredible. And I think I pretended I was going to Parliament or something with my dad. <laughs> it's like really weird. And no, like my dad would have just signed that off. Yeah, yeah totally fraudulent. So, you know, bless him. And um, we took the train up to big old London um, and uh, got absolutely shit face. We were probably like, yeah, 16 maybe 17, I don't know, back in the day where there's no challenge 25 bullshit. It was like, you know, challenge us to check your ID, sort of more so. And, um, yeah, got absolutely shit face. I remember going in a rickshaw um, and being so fucked up, I didn't know what was going on. And travelling through a rickshaw through Soho, those were the days. <laughs> and, um, and I think getting home, and I was mashed up on tequila, and like going to bed, and then at like two in the morning, waking up my whole family, and I was t- I was telling everyone that the Nazis were invading. 
uh, and to like go into like a bunker or something. Um, yeah, luckily there were no Nazis, but um, there could have been. But why did you go on a rickshaw? That's uh, like everything you just said there. That was the one yeah, thing I'm that just... really sounds like fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, man. Well, I don't know if they're still there, but it was very um, in vogue at the times to uh, travel around via rickshaw. I don't know what the going rate was uh, at the time. Um, and uh, it was just like a blur of lights and the guy has to like put on the brakes <laughs> so he's not hit by a black cab <laughs> in the last minute and stuff like that. I just mean, you know, just, uh, it just felt the thing to do when... Uh, off school. I think I went to school the next day uh, with a hangover of the decade. Um, yeah, I don't th- I don't, I've never times. had a big night on tequila. So anyway, so... Uh, like what? tequila by itself, I don't really like. Gin, I've had awful hangovers with gin and vodka and whiskey. But, um, no. That sounds like the start of like a early 90s kind of dance track um but no but but tequila i've never had like you know like let's do like many many shots of tequila like i've done like a shot of tequila like let's do let's do many many (laughs) shots guys whereas i've had nights where it's like let's have loads of vodka or drinking gin martinis yeah sure stuff like that which is quite nice is a gin martini just a martini well it's vermouth and gin (laughs) No, what? Yeah, but what's a martini? Well, it's vermouth and vodka. So why? Oh, it's vodka. Okay, so you can just do it with gin instead, but you'd have to stipulate that it's a gin martini. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll stick to the yeah Holston pills. I think. <laughs> I haven't had any Holston for a while now. I'm get something. <laughs> Time traveling, they get they send me a bulk order from 1991 every so often. Um, it's like a you know, Star Trek film or something, they send it through some sort of wormhole <laughs> in time, space continuum. Good stuff. I actually wouldn't mind a martini, I don't know, I don't think I have any. I thought you were gonna say, I wouldn't mind a wholesome pills. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a beer actually. Don't have a don't have a what's it? Yeah, don't have a uh, martini side, but don't have a. I think a dry drink. Don't have don't have a because what? Yeah, don't have a to, to keep the sunrise at this hour nine thirty four. <laughs> Madness. I don't know. It's just no, too nothing. sweet and stuff. And you go to bed all full. So like no, can... I, no, I had a big dinner today, so you know I'm full ready. What was it? Uh, a sh- uh, cottage pie. Okay, that's nice. Is that a sw- Swedish thing? Did you make that? I did make it, yes. Um, oh, okay, right, because I was going to say, I don't know if cottage pies are a big thing in Scandinavia. Maybe they are, actually. They should be, I mean, if it's cold and that. No, they already have their own terrible food that they eat here. Um, like rotting? Yeah, rotting fish. In a jar. What, everything <laughs> basically smells like it's rotting. Um, but, you know, a lot of fit people there, so that's the main thing. They always stink of rotting fish, probably, because <laughs> their intestines must be fucking rank. But uh, fit. <laughs> sorry, sorry I'm, I'm a bit drunk, so I'm not objectifying and demeaning people. Um, totally. No, I don't I don't really eat Swedish food um, if I don't have to. 
Um, and even when I have to, right. I generally tend to avoid it. You're like, so. so so you would probably say about the people in the cost or so having their fright ups, <laughs> like urchins, and then you're having cottage pie in stock in the months of the district of Stockholm. But I mean, in my defence, it is perfect cold weather okay, food because it's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, well, yeah, having the stir fry and no, I mean, you know, more a big brekkie. Uh, you know, if you have that eight in the morning in uh, Benidorm, <laughs> I don't know. when we do the Benidorm special. <laughs> Both of us sat in a, you know, uh, three-star, what's it, package holiday hotel. Um, and we'll have people around us go, and be like, come on, mate, it's 7.45. <laughs> Just get your breakfast and pipe down. It's like, I'm out of the way, yo. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm like, it's not live. It's not fucking live. How's your Twitch streaming going? Twitching. Um, I've only done one oh, still, right. um, but it was probably a massive success in my mind in that when I last looked, 12 people watched it. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's chasing the podcast for numbers. But, um, <laughs> it's on hot on our heels, but uh, it may have gone up since then. But, uh, yes, yeah, so if... I don't know, what, what's the thing? Is it... Twitch twitch.tv TV forward slash Peter Kennedy TV or something. <laughs> um and yeah, it's a it's quite it's quite fun to do actually and it was just incredible watching uh what's his name, you know, um, Jim Davidson, Davidson yeah. being a really annoying, just that super annoying bloke at work, at school, or not me, I wasn't ever <laughs> that person, but school, at work, whatever in the friend group who's just like constantly trying to make people laugh but like it's rubbish attention seeking and you're just like oh, you know what Jim I want to hear from John Virgo for a minute um, yeah it's quite it was, it was good and then I did a little bit of a breakdown of uh, Noel's house party <laughs> so um, and uh, one thing I did learn that the TV show um, Keeping Up Appearances oh with um, yeah with Mrs. Bouquet okay um, Hyacinth Bouquet uh, that is as we speak the most sold BBC TV show in the history of the BBC television not 40 Towers not The Office not Partridge not anything like that it's keeping up appearances and it's been in sort of like over 100 territories it's been like bought and then played and that so there are people in Finland and China and Russians sort of sitting watching Keep up appearances, thinking, oh, right, yeah, okay, this is Britain, okay. And in a way, it actually is. It's probably quite a fair representation of like petty bourgeois Britain in 1995. But, um, but I mean, it's like, yeah, no, I've strange. had like many people reference it. Like, um, really? Because I reckon now more people probably know it where you are than here, like if they're 25. Yeah, for example, I mean, it's, I know it's popular in Finland. Um, well, not popular, popular is a strong word. Um, <laughs> but um, I remember like Fair watching show, it. it I must have been living in Malaysia as a kid watching it bloody um, hell that and um, combo oh what's that fucking what's the one that starts with the Ooh, tortoise classics. one foot in one foot in the grave yeah one, <laughs> one foot in the grave I don't <laughs> believe 
keep it. What a catchphrase! Actually, I will say uh, the other day, a couple of days ago, I was taking. Obviously, you were taking to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've spent uh, I've spent the princely sum of one thousand British pounds on rental cars in twelve months now, and um, I was I then like drove back with my mum in her car, and I was driving, and like we took a d a. A, a diversion to dodge a, like 20 minutes of traffic and then drove about 15 minutes and the road was closed <laughs> and I was I literally did that I don't believe it <laughs> I can't do it like he does it's quite what a skill I don't believe I don't believe so basically that was like the British Kirby enthusiasm uh, pretty much it? yeah it was the same thing cranky old white guy gets pissed off by everything um and Kirby Enthusiasm started in the year 2000, which is amazing to think that's been going 21 years now. Kirby Enthusiasm is going 21 years. That's mental. Is this still on? Yeah, yeah. So the last season was, it was 29, 2019 to 2020. Um, and it's still got, but obviously, so, and there was a gap where he didn't write it for a few years. Um, I think season nine took a while to come about. And also it's just 10 episodes. So like, and it's been ten seasons, I think, over a twenty-one year period. So, and the and the two thousand thing was a pilot. So I don't know if it started fully in two thousand or if it was two thousand one or something. Um, but yeah, so I mean, One Foot in the Grave was like the nineties. I remember an episode where I think he's 90s, like, yeah. yeah, I remember an episode where he's like they're stuck on the motorway and he's just looking at a horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> the back of the horse box throughout like the whole day when he's stuck in traffic. There's some good. I think there's some good bits and pieces like the classic bit. You always see the clip. So he picks up that sausage dog that's got into his house. Oh one eight two. I mean, you know, like old people used to say their phone number when they answered the phone. I think my granddad still does that. He like picks up and goes oh two oh eight five eight one two five. So it's like so if you're yeah. a, a shit caller, just to confirm <laughs> that the place you're calling up to like troll. <laughs> Or you know, like you know, to make abusive calls to. It's like, yes, you've reached the correct line. <laughs> like, I don't know why people did that. It's, instead of just saying their name, which makes more sense, because then you know that it is the person you want to talk to. Well, there we go. That's what I've said. No, no, I'm just like thinking about it. Like, oh two eight one four eight one five six eight. So like, I don't know your fucking number. It's saved in my phone now. Probably it wasn't in the past, but it's like, I don't know it off the top of my head if you say it really quickly. Just say your fucking name, you prick. This is the thing. Like, So Grand I was F. thinking about this, actually. Um, I Only since I moved here do I answer the phone and say, this is Lee speaking. Because that's Bennett like a residence. Like, well, I wouldn't oh, say sorry. Bennett. Well, but yeah, no, because like, it's, name, it's, it's it? a really Swedish thing to say, like, hi, so-and-so. Um, if you don't know who's actually like ringing you, um, right. whereas before, if like I saw someone that I didn't know was ringing me, I'd just be like, "Hello, who's this? What you want?" <laughs> well, basically, how you so answer me when I we call on Skype at first, you know, before the podcast, <laughs> you're like, right? <laughs> what else basically, you strangers you calling you in Sweden get more ceremony than I do. <laughs> It's like, all right, yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to what, don't want to get too involved in conversation because we'll then yeah. we miss out on all this great. This is a guttural reply. Like, it, it, that's it. If you can get it down <laughs> to one sort of sound, that one syllable of sound, that would be perfect for you. It, it. Well, I mean, that is. It. 
that just sounds perfect, basically. So. Yeah, there you go. So, whether Swede calls you, random Swede from some sort of tiling company, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> you're like, hello, Bennett household, Bennett speaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing, like, I'm just like, I'm like, I, I keep thinking. I remember, like, thinking, like, is it worth getting a landline? Do I want a landline? Yeah. Beautiful. Go retro. Can when, when? So wait. So I assume your daughter, who won't say the name of, um, <laughs> uh, can could she speak? Yeah, I guess she must be able to. Oh yeah, she can. You've discussed this. Yes. Could you train her to answer the phone? <laughs> That's what I'm basically getting at. That'd be quite. That'll Good. Be quite useful. Just hand her my phone every yeah. time someone rings me. And they would, they'd either, and basically, they'd either think it's a child speaking or (laughs) someone who's had a head injury. And then, then if you don't want to talk to them, just say you can do a sort of cutting sort of sign on your throat. And your daughter, who we should not name, will just keep talking and then the person will hang up out of like some sort of like, like, oh, we're a bit embarrassed. But no, I, but that, I mean, say, that, 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 that would be a really good way to just like sort of avoid like one. Well, no, I mean, like, this is like, let's face it, like now, like nobody calls me. And also like when <laughs> I'm at, I mean, I have a thing that like yeah, blocks work, like yeah. spamming numbers on my phone. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. um, Swedish but, spamming. But which there's fucking loads of it. Um, okay. But, um, yeah. but also because my work phone connects to my personal phone as well so if someone oh, rings wow. my office Bloody number hell. like it rings my really yeah. okay daddy daddy's tequila sunrise <laughs> daddy can I speak to your can I speak to your father it, you know, it's like this afternoon or whatever daddy's on he's having the sunrise again <laughs> um that'll be quite amusing no I mean I have I've had like moments where like I've had journalists from places like phone oh. when I was at home like but obviously like oh, yeah, from the UK yeah. um so obviously being an hour behind I was like at home and like making dinner and stuff like that and Rod Liddell calls and, you up. I, and had the child come being like daddy 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 and I'm just like <laughs> fucking just and then like the journalist daddy, Rod, being like Rod Liddell's on the phone <laughs> <laughs> no but also just being like but having the person being like, oh, you're working oh, from home yeah, yeah. as well then. And I'm like, yeah, also working from home. Um, which is quite but I think people, when they call Sweden, they must be aware that it's like, hey, I've got my kids here. Uh, I'm in a hammock. Um, I've got, I'm taking a 20 minute break in a moment to make love to my partner. Um, and I'll be playing pinball in a minute. Um, but, you know, we do five minutes of work now if we must. Um, <laughs> but even if that's not how it works, that's like the stupid assumptions you know that are quite out of date i think from what i can tell um about like swedish like work life compared to here well i mean i think that like it's it's more of a case of people phone thinking that like we're in the office until like eight in the evening like doing press stuff which i have been in the office like late but it's not like a regular thing. So I think people just assume that you're still in the office. And I mean, this was 
this would have been in February. So, I mean, it was sort of heady times. Oh, yeah, it was like when vaccines and all that kind of stuff started rolling out. So I had a lot, like, a lot of phone calls and stuff. Um, so it was just really weird just sort of have, like, you know, having a child sort of nagging at me, asking for yeah, things yeah, while I'm trying around. to be like, oh, hi, yes, I'm talking to the BBC. Um, please go away. Um, and yeah, but like that. Well, there's that guy, wasn't he? Like, where his like teenager, I guess, son walked in. He's going, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. TV. Get f-. <laughs> just like, man, what that guy, if that's what he acts like when he's on TV, how the hell does he act when he's behind closed doors? Oh. You're like, Fuck me, that's grim. Whereas the guy, you know, the one before where the little kid comes in and he's just like plowing through it or sort of panicking, what if it, that's a bit more just like sort of reasonable, I think. You know, like, and when his, like, wife runs in and takes him, yeah, like, the sort of, you know, the viral one or whatever, but the one where he's just, like, screaming at his son, you're just like, oh, God, what a horrible man. Mm. Yeah, I did think that was he's a bit like, strange. Daddy's having a tequila sunrise in the fucking office. <laughs> just leave me alone. It's Daddy's special time. He's looking at the sunrise. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I, yeah, no, it's, I, like, I, I couldn't care less, basically, if... um. Yeah, yeah I, like, I mean, there, there were times when when approach. she was sick and was home, like in, in the middle of the daytime, and people would be phoning, and you know, she's sitting there like cartoons playing in the background, for example, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. um, I like I'm send my daughter sick. You know, I mean, I, I'm looking after. Her, I think that like the idea. I think that it's good that people now are much more that they they recognise that you know people do have lives outside of work. And that you know things are yeah. a bit more complicated. Um, you know, I mean, I've sat in meetings, you know, done the very sort of meeting thing, and had like cats walk across my screen, and then everybody's like, "Oh, look at the cat!" You know, and it's sort of <laughs> like. <laughs> no, I think that's good because it will probably speed up some of that stuff of like, you know, dad looking after child, um, you know. People uh, you have to have like like not this like total demarcation between like work and private life because mm. that's like impossible really mm. and um and yeah something obviously women have been struggling with for fucking decades and uh continue to do so and like it just yeah for for you know whatever gender the parents whatever it's just like I think it's this weird thing where you have to sort of pretend pretend you're not a parent almost. Mm as part of a normal work functioning thing and that's like pretty weird and it should just be like oh yeah you know you've got a child to look after or children and you know whatever uh and you're working around that which is the case anyway like you could be sat in the office making a thousand calls about what you're gonna do about your child who's yeah off school ill or you know and sort of trying to get another parent or parent or whatever sort of you know arranging things but it's all sort of hitherto sort of like hidden away and sort of not to be dealt with at work and now people are just kind of like well yeah we've all been having to do that so that's just how it is no it's nice i mean but also like if i need to leave work early to go pick her up from school and stuff like that it's just sort of like yeah no no big deal um which i think is i mean maybe it's different like sweden which is kind of more normal anyway um you know, I think now generally... It's like, only middle of the pandemic, isn't it, mate? You know, if, if you just think, you know what, I'm going to clock off now. It's only a global pandemic. Well, you don't have to say global, <laughs> but a pandemic. 
<laughs> I'm off out. See ya. Yeah, do not re- do not reply. <laughs> of, you know. No, but I mean, it's sort Jesus of like it's just. Uh, I mean, we do close for like public holidays and stuff like that. But I mean, unbelievable. We uh, well, no, no I mean, does COVID stop public holidays? No, I'm saying like technically we're closed to the public. People still we still respond to emails and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, there's still like our um, public health emergency team still works and stuff like that. And it's just sort of rotated. Um, but we aren't like technically yeah, okay. closed during the public holidays. Um, Unbelievable. So, you know, whereas you know, there's someone that will pick up emails, but like if you just sort of emailed like the finance team, for example, or, you know, yeah, like, no, yeah, of course, yeah. They're not. They're not obliged to be fucking you working. A, you know, futuristic cyborg to do it all for you. <laughs> I don't know. Well, on the weekends, uh, some sort of AI system say, "Yep, COVID's still happening." What the fuck do you want <laughs> yeah, from us? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Sunday, dickheads. Bye. What's it? You can play. What? How many cases of COVID would you guess there are per one hundred thousand people in the county that I'm in in the southeast? A hundred thousand. I would say three hundred and sixty. Sorry? Three hundred hundred thousand. Yeah, per hundred thousand is five. Oh right. That's pretty good. Wait. Brighton eleven. Fucking hell, it's nothing. Bristol twenty. Christ alive. Wait, so where are those fucking cases coming from then? There aren't any. There's like 2,000 a day. So if it's 19 in Waltham Forest, it's five in Mid-Sussex, it's 12 and stuff in, you know, nine in Lewis, 20 in Bristol, uh, got North, Sheffield's highest, 76 per 100k in Sheffield, uh, Caldwell, 42. Yeah, it's about 2,000. It's 2,000 a day. Uh, and that's a high estimate of the PCR tests based on like a million tests a day. Mm. So it's basically zero, uh, because zero, you know, um, you know, two thousand off a million plus is zero, you know, percentage uh, wise. But because um, it's here eighth of April, nine hundred thirty-six thousand tests, three thousand positive brackets, zero percent, um, and that and apparently zero, like literal, literal zero equal. It would be two thousand based on a million tests, because then that's the uh, the false positive rate is like 0.2 or something. So then that's off a million. That'd be 2,000. So we're on 3,000 and that's off tests. And then the Zoe COVID app thing, which is based on people self-reporting but not having a test. They just report, I've got a bad headache and blah, blah, blah. And it extrapolates from that, like 4 million or so people, 5 million people. In case they say there's like 1,800 a day at the moment. So I mean... Mission accomplished, guys. That's what I'm saying. Get out there. Get mashed up. Have intercourse with people. Get on buses. Get coffin. Come on. <laughs> Not get coffin, as in C-O-F-F-I-N. Get coughing. Um, I can't... Not I'm coughing. trying to look. I think the, the, oh. the case rate in Sweden was... It's a billion. It was high. That's quite high yeah. there. Like, per one, per one million. Um, I think... Former Big Brother contestant Nikki Graham dies age 38. I think I remember her. No idea who that is. Maybe I don't. Um, <laughs> fuck, I Dead. can't find it. 
Anyway, it's um, Rip. But it doesn't matter. But that that's the news. And Prince Philip's dead. Oh, yeah. um, Charles remembers dear Papa. His details of funeral. Emerge. Twitter yesterday. Seventeenth of April. Can I come and stay with you in Sweden on the seventeenth of April? Why was happening? And then leave on the eighteenth because that's when Prince Philip's funeral is, and it'll be a nightmare. I think that. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to that because yesterday on Twitter <laughs> was fantastic for it's the fun memes. stuff and i mean the amount of yeah, flag shaggers that were like oh it's, don't speak ill of the dead and you know can you not just do not do this for one day they oh there was oh, i have to fucking find i have to find this i saw one of the greatest fucking comebacks ever um <laughs> not even, it wasn't even a comeback it was yeah, um, and you know uh so this journalist was like the chilliest party response so far is from the scottish greens and they said, we recognize that the passing of the Duke of Edinburgh will be felt deeply by some across the country and express our sympathies with his family, who may who join many others who have lost loved ones in this last year. And then some flag shagger comes out and says, that's worse than disgraceful. At a time like this, you've got nothing. If you've got nothing good to say, say nothing at all. And then some guy like writes back saying, Prince Philip sucks cocks in hell, LMAO. <laughs> it's just like, it's like <laughs> fucking hell. And I was like, that is, that is, Jesus you know, Christ. And it was all sorts of stuff like that. And it was brilliant. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's very, yeah. And, uh, and, but people like the fact that people were getting it's like genuinely weird. upset and it's sort of like, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like I saw like a bunch of like Americans being like, oh, you know, this is, it's, it's really bad that people are making all these jokes and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And people were like, <laughs> nah, what, what are you talking about? But so I don't know what's going to be. And I mean, some of the, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, like Thatcher day. died on the 8th, Philip I mean, died his, on the 9th, you know? Like, yeah, that was quite good. Um, that was good. I mean, yeah, like the thing is, I mean, he, yeah, I don't know, it's, um, there was that, because, you know, there's been like wall-to-wall coverage of it or whatever, but I haven't watched any of it, thankfully. I mean, you can just turn the telly off. That's the key thing of not living in a world yet where the stars beam it into your mind pipes. You can just turn it off. <laughs> I don't understand why people don't get this, but, um, uh, I did see that clip that I sent to you where, you know, there's this thing where they keep having, I said about this in the ramble that I recorded today where uh, if someone's like funny, you do hear people saying, oh, you know, that so-and-so is really funny, all this guy from work's funny or whatever, but, but you know, they always have to say constantly about how normal the Queen is because <laughs> she's so bloody normal and they have to keep saying it, <laughs> um, which proves that she's normal. So if someone's like, have to keep saying, oh, she's got great sense of humor, it's great sense of humor, it's always laughing, always laughing, so funny, really normal, really normal, normal family, pedos, no, not pedos, family, great, what's it? You're like, I have a feeling that they might not be funny or normal or easygoing people if you're having mm. to say it over and over again. And then this guy, you know, said in that clip I sent you where he's like, Oh, yeah, the Queen's very funny. I remember when she like met a, yeah. an ambassador from a foreign country, inverted commas, and said, Oh, I think I feel like I was talking to a chimpanzee. And you're like, Fucking <laughs> yeah. hell. And like the presenter had to like, Yeah, she sort of laughed and you're like, You know, I hope she's faking it. Yeah, a couple of one of the other guests sort of looked a bit squirmy, but you're just like, yeah, she sounds great. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one thing that I'm so glad I'm not in the UK foreigners with, is because they like would just chimps. be taking it far too like wall to wall coverage. I mean, they they. Yeah. I mean, I was really looking forward to have I got news for you coming back yesterday, and they fucking been that off until Monday. I'm very disappointed. Oh, has it all been uh, really? Fuck me, man. Yeah, because that's the thing. Because they put the same, they simulcast. Everything that was on BBC One on BBC Two at the same mm. time, so two channels, 
you're showing the same stuff, fuck knows what reason. And apparently this is a uh, a side effect of they were um, grilled by the right-wing media when the Queen Mother died. They didn't really, like, when the country was still moderately sane, apparently they didn't go fucking nuts about it. And they were, like, the BBC was, like, torn to shreds by the, like, right-wing media. And they've sort of kept that as some sort of, like, yeah, traumatic experience that now they have to make up for. Well, it's also um, run by the fucking Tory party anyway now, so... Yeah, pretty much. But, like, um... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so it's... it's and, then, and so they've had to set up a dedicated, yeah, complaints line and form online, apparently, because they've had so many complaints yeah, today that, yeah. about how much coverage, which is a good sign, but... um. But they'll just put that down to like, you know, left wing, you know, like malcontents, I imagine, uh, which probably largely is, but um, complain about but, it. I mean, but, like uh, for me, like once I like, um, like once I got sort of bored of reading Twitter yesterday, I just sort of turned it off and I sort of forgot about it until. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I haven't um, seen anything. I've been yeah. off Twitter. Yeah, I've been pretty much off Twitter and uh, haven't, I haven't turned on the TV and it's like, just go on Netflix doesn't have it you know, it's like uh <laughs> gone amazon prime that's a good thing in 2021 it's not like 91 so you can just avoid this shit because uh there are other options and um yeah turn it turn it off. and there, there, but there are people that like to get you know rolled up and frothed up about it because they've got fuck all else to do or you know you're going on their life so it's like a perpetual sort of worked up sort of thing and moral outrage and all that um, where it's just like, yeah, go outside and smoke some fags or something, anything. Just <laughs> look at a bird, as in, you know, a, a, the animal. actual bird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, go outside, look at a bird and smoke a fag. <laughs> Fucking hell. That'd be, well, I'm going to be an uncle. That could be my advice to, um, what do you say? Is it nephew and niece? Is that what a kid is? Yeah, to yes. to the, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I've got to get the big book of uncling. <laughs> you know, I guess I've got an avuncular nature or something. <laughs> if I, um, yeah, so uh, that'd be good. All right. Anyway, well, so yeah, so royal family, goodbye. So goodbye, Prince Phil. Phil, it, Phil the Greek. Um, the big. Well, it'd be, you know, he's out there with Apollo and Zeus and all the other Greeks, <laughs> Athena, um, <laughs> on Mount Olympus, where he's from, or something. Um, Pan, he might be getting fucked by a goat boy playing Pan pipes. <laughs> Possibly, potentially, uh, allegedly, like for legal purposes. If anyone at Clarence House is listening to this, which we know they do. Um, they might hear it via the Sultan of Oman. He might hear this and be outraged, and then he might pass that information on to Clarence House. Uh, well, Clarence House, I think, might be Charles Charles's domain. I don't know if it's the actual entire monarchy. I'm not sure. But anyway, I'll get back to one of them. It will be hunted down. And uh, thanks, listen to EDNN, a Lee Bennett production. <laughs> it is a Lee Bennett production, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so li- yeah, it literally is Lee Bennett production. All legal inquiries to at Lee H Bennett uh, on Twitter via uh, Joe Leibovitz, <laughs> who 
right. We haven't heard from him for a while, but maybe we'll get we'll do a special at some point. We'll get him into the studio. We'll get Leibovitz in, and uh, he can finally make it a <laughs> an actual appearance. Uh, what's it? Um, yeah, he can make an appearance. We won't say an attempt. Attempt at one of our lives. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, get Leibovitz in. And uh, he, he could do a legal, legal special or something like like Crime Watch, but it would just be like Leibovitz, Leibovitz, Leibovitz. Yeah, with the W, but oh, beautiful. Brilliant. All right. What's the Leib? What's the what's? Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. We'll we'll end on Leibovitz. Say good night, Pete. Leibovitz. Good night. Good night. Or good day if it's daytime where you're listening. Bye.